Hey, this is Chris, and welcome to Popcorn Finance News, where I search the internet for the numbers that catch my eye and the personal finance news that I think you'll want to hear and break them down all in about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Today is February 22nd, 2024, and let's jump in to today's number. Today's number is 3.1, and this is the inflation percentage reported for January in the latest report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Now, when you hear this inflation number, it's easy to think that prices have increased by that much in the month of January, but that isn't really exactly how all of this works. The 3.1% number is calculated by looking at how much prices have changed compared to 12 months ago. So in this case, they're looking at January of 2024, compared to January of 2023. In that time span, prices have risen by 3.1%. Now, in order to make these comparisons, the Bureau of Labor Statistics will literally call up stores and individuals and survey them about prices. Now, to make things a little more complicated, because, you know, it can't be this easy, they use a weighted calculation. And this means that not every item impacts the inflation number in the same way. For example, Overall food prices increased 2.6% in the past year, comparing it, you know, January over January. But food only makes up 14% or about 14% of the overall inflation number, which means that that increase in food accounts for only 0.4% of that final 3.1% inflation number we see, which is crazy, right? Like that, your mind would automatically jump to know that's how they're doing things. So you may be wondering then, what makes up the biggest portion of that final inflation number? In this case, it is going to be housing, uh, or they refer to it as shelter in the report. Uh, But shelter makes up 36.2% of that final inflation number. So when you look back at the data, shelter increased by 6% over that 12-month span of time, which means of that 3.1% inflation number that I gave you at the start of this, 2.2% or over two thirds of that number is coming just from housing. So if you're out there and you're looking at that 3.1% and it doesn't really seem to line up with your receipts, this might be the reason why. Today's article comes from CNN. It is titled the 10 best budget travel tips that will help you travel more in 2024. And it was written by Lori Zeno and Kyle Olson Uh, and opens up like this. Everyone can benefit from budget travel tips, affordable travel gifts, and budget-friendly travel essentials. The joy of travel is heightened when you're confident you're not overspending and you're securing great deals. Enjoying a luxurious vacation without draining your bank account is entirely feasible. It just requires a bit of creativity in your planning, saving, and execution. And so to help me cover this article today, I'm joined by Bianca Alba, the founder of This Latina Travels. Thanks for joining me here on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Chris. There's a few tips I want to touch on there, about three out of the 10 that were listed in the article. I want to start off with this one here, credit cards for traveling abroad slash using points for travel. Uh, And this is something that's helped me travel much more than I ever have before was the use of these credit card reward bonuses and points that you earn. So I want to get your thoughts on uh, some ways that you have used this to help you travel a little bit more. The first thing is travel cards sometimes can seem as something very daunting to many because I think the first thing is they see, oh my gosh, it costs $500 because they have these annual fees. What I tell people all the time is see what the advantages are. Sometimes it really just pays off. A lot of these travel cards have helped me reimburse myself. So for example, I have TSA PreCheck. 
which is a huge advantage. That Game changer. Uh, yes, or clear. And some of these travel cards literally will repay you. As long as you pay that fee with that travel card, you get reimbursed for that. So there's one way of going back to getting your, your money's worth. I also think a big thing is the foreign transaction fees. So when you start traveling abroad, a lot of these countries will charge you for these foreign transaction fees. And most of these travel credit cards, you don't have to pay that. When it comes to your suitcases being lost or delays, if you pay your flights with this travel credit card, all of them are different, but most of them will repay you back for, you know, up to like, I'll give you a hundred dollar credit, like per night, for example, if your baggages mm-hmm. are delayed. And that could be a game changer because, oh, yeah. you know, if you are stuck somewhere and especially in a different country for like three or four days, there's three, four hundred dollars could be put in your pocket because you have this travel credit card. And then one of the my favorite things is the lounges, is the lounge access. I don't know about you, but I love going to the airport a little bit early and not having to wait in the gates and getting to wait at these um, special lounges <laughs> that have, you know, a little mimosa and a little bit of something to eat before I head on this adventure of mine. So I definitely think travel credit cards are worth it. But again, you need to be, you know, mindful of your, your spending and making sure you pay it back. Because if you don't pay it back, then that's where, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah, that's the key. Like if you're paying a bunch of interest because you're racking up debt, then this saves you no money. So please, (laughs) please don't do that. The next tip here I want to touch on was find free activities ahead of time. And I thought it was interesting because I'm a horrible planner. When it comes to travel, I hate trying to figure out stuff. I just like wing it when I get there. Then I'm stressed because I didn't have anything planned. But I like the sound of free. And I also think it's probably a good idea to plan it ahead of time. Yes, 100 percent. And there are so many free activities all over the world. We live in a place where everything is literally in the palm of our hands. So I'm telling you, when you look up, let's say you have a destination. I'm going to give Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico is where I live and where I'm from. There are Puerto Rico travel groups and Facebook groups that literally will give you free information. Like if you look up in the search button in Facebook, Puerto Rico travel or solo girl travel And you'll find all this free stuff. A lot of these free tours and stuff are like walking tours. So yes, I always tell people, be mindful. You know, it's nothing like free drinks and free stuff like that. But you (laughs) never know. Like I think something that I have loved while I've been traveling the world is the national parks, Mm. certain holidays and stuff. It's free in the United States. So take advantage of of those and plan your trips around then. Oh, that's a good tip. I didn't know about that one. Okay, I I gotta be mindful of that. The last one here is... Be careful with roaming. This is something that I have not really thought much about because uh, I've only been to Canada and my <laughs> my cell phone still worked over there and didn't charge me <laughs> extra fees. But that is a real thing, right? They say, uh, always check with your cell phone company before traveling to find out what's included with your plan and how much roaming costs so you're not hit with surprise fees. You've been all over the globe, so I'm sure uh, your cell phone hasn't worked on all those places. Yes, correct. One of the first things, especially being an avid solo female traveler, is is safety, right? And it's communication. And so that's one thing I don't play. Like I always look up, how does my phone line and stuff work there? Is it better for me to use apps like Air Arlo? Air Arlo is an eSIM. So basically it's an app that you download, but the one caveat is it has to be in an unlocked phone. And so once I know where I'm going, I check that app and see like what the coverage is, how much it is. And depending on that, then when I get to my destination, I just log in to Air Arlo and I pick my package and I use the data that I pay for it. I always tell people, just put your phone on airplane mode. That's the best way to (laughs) avoid getting roaming charges. 
and use the Wi-Fi in different places, but definitely do your research because there are a lot of countries that don't have Wi-Fi as adequate as the United States does. When it comes to unlocked phones, something I found out about uh, years ago was that if your phone is paid off and you bought it through your carrier, you can contact them and they will unlock your phone for you if it's paid off. Now, if you're making payments, a lot of times they won't. But if it is paid off, they will unlock that for you. So if it is tied to a carrier, then uh, you have some options to get that off. Thank you so much for joining me here. And if you all want to catch up with Bianca and learn more what she has going on, you can go over to thislatinatravels.com. She has some great travel guides there, along with uh, a lot of information on some traveling that she's been doing recently. So I highly recommend you go over there, listen to the podcast, get some tips and connect with her some more. Thanks, Chris, for having me. That's it for Popcorn Finance News this week. If you have an article or a number that you happen to come across that you want me to cover on a future episode, you can always send me an email, questions at popcornfinance.com or message me over on Instagram or TikTok. Just look for Popcorn Finance and you'll find me over there. But as always, I appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, boy, keep it poppin' like Mary Poppins.